You're listening to the Makers and Mystics podcast. This is your host, Stephen Roach. This is episode eight. Today I'm going to share an excerpt from a message called Originality and Likeness. This is a subject I've been fascinated by for several years and feel that it's an important discussion for artists on the journey toward authenticity. Also, uh, just to let you know, some of the future podcasts will probably turn more conversational rather than message-oriented. I've got some ideas up my sleeve for folks that I want to interview and bring in. But for today, here's an excerpt from the message, Originality and Likeness. A lot of times, this question of originality is something that can, that can plague us. I can't tell you how many people I've talked to that have said to me, well, you know, I had this idea or I had this thing that really burned in my heart that I wanted to do, but I got scared or I felt inadequate to do it because there are so many other people that have already done this and they've already done it better than me. Have you ever said that? Have you ever heard anybody else that said that? You want to do this thing, but then, well, you saw that person do it and they did it so good. What's the point? If that's the case, we should all just stop now because there will always be someone else further advanced. There will always be someone else. The preacher of Ecclesiastes said it this way, everything under the sun has already been done. (laughs) There's nothing new under the sun. Is there anything of which it may be said? See, this is new. It has already been in ancient times before us. So let's just get on with it, shall we? (laughs) It doesn't matter. Most of the time, if we worry ourselves too much about whether what we have to offer is something original or something worthwhile, we're going to paralyze ourselves and never produce anything. And I think that the more that we concern ourselves with whether or not what we have to offer is something original, we're just going to frustrate ourselves and find disappointment. A much better pursuit, a much better question is, what I have to offer, is it authentic? Is it authentic? Is it true? Is it true to who you are? Is it true to where you were at the time that you created it? C.S. Lewis said this in his book, Mere Christianity. He says, even in literature and art, no man who bothers about originality will ever be original. Whereas if you simply try to tell the truth without caring two pence how often it has been told before, you will, nine times out of ten, become more original without having noticed it. Isn't that good? So the more we try to be original, the often less original we become. (laughs) But um, I was thinking about the word original and what it means um, for originality. And in our modern understanding, it means to be unique It means to be a prototype. Nobody else has done it. It's rare. It's something you haven't seen. But I started digging around in the roots of this word, original. And a more more, um, ancient or older definition or understanding of the word to be original meant to proceed out from the origin. Let's think about that for a minute. To come out from the origin. So, if we want to be truly original, then we need to get back to the origin. We need to get back to the source. Because, see, there's only one original, and that's the Son of God. 
That's Jesus, the Son of God. He is the only original. Everything else, we've been created to be image bearers. That's who we are by nature. We're image bearers. And so we're either bearing his image or we're bearing somebody else's image. We're either reflecting him or we're just a reflection, dimly reflecting another reflection. So here's the great paradox of the Christian faith, one of them. We talk about being authentic, being original. Well, this is what Romans 12 says, is it says, uh, do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed. And then Paul, in his writings, he would say, imitate me as I imitate Christ. And you're like, wait a minute, imitate. Well, that doesn't sound like the path to authenticity or originality, imitate. But here's the beauty of it. The word imitate that Paul uses is the same word that Jesus used for follow me. Follow me. And so the paradox is this. If you want to be original, then be conformed to the image of Christ. <laughs> There's the paradox. The more we try to be original, the less original we're going to be. But the more that we learn to be conformed to his image, the more original we are. In the words of the wise prophet, Dr. Seuss, he says, no one is youer than you. It's truer than true. <laughs> there is no one youer than you. And here's, here's what I'm getting at. Uh, Thomas Merton, one of my favorite, favorite writers, he's a, he was a Catholic guy, and he said, um, a tree glorifies God by being a tree. But it's us humans that have a hard time being ourselves. And he's, he goes on to talk about how this tree glorifies God because it emanates the original idea that God had in mind when he created the idea of a tree. And so the more that you and I get comfortable with who he's created us to be, the more that we are effortlessly going to bring him glory through our lives. Isn't that amazing? Even in my own journey, the more that I have tried to glorify God, the more that I've just bound myself up in religion that was fruitless. But there came a point when I realized that God liked me. <laughs> now, it was one thing to theologically know that God loved me, but it was a different level for me to come to know that God liked me, you know? And if you think I'm strange, you can blame him because he created me. I'm his responsibility now, right? And I want to present one of the most deadly things that we'll face as creative people, as artists. And this is comparison. Comparison. We got to kill that thing. We got to get rid of it. When we compare ourselves over against another person, we are setting that, that person or that ministry or that movement or that sound or that success story or whatever it is, we are setting that up as the ideal that we must aspire to be like. And suddenly again, we're reflecting another reflection. Comparison to another person will kill the creative spirit more quickly than anything else. And, um, you know, I, 
I think in, in Romans 12, one of the reasons that he said, do not be conformed to the world is because there's a lot of pressure to conform to something. There's a lot of pressure to conform. It sometimes it's subtle, sometimes it's overt. But I believe in a holy individuality. The Psalm says that he created our heart, he fashioned our hearts individually. And then Psalm 139, he fearfully, reverently, we have been made. He poured over us. I just think of Genesis 1 when he came and intimately shaped the clay and then breathed his own breath into this clay and brought us forth. Now, how, how many of you, we've all heard um, the stigma that often comes with Christian art, right? It's changing and it's changing beautifully. And I believe the church is called to be the leaders of the artistic movement that's, that's, here on, that's already here on the earth that's been happening for a while. I, we're, we're called to be the leaders, but here's what's interesting. For so long, uh, I remember back in the 90s, uh, if you like Sonic Youth, you're going to love this Christian band. If you love these guys, then try this. We have taken the sin out and sterilized it just for you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying though it's like what were we thinking how could that be awesome I don't know I don't know but you know that is such the reverse of what God created us to be as his image bearers now when I look in the scriptures and I see two different types of imitation I see the type of imitation that I referred to that Paul talked about, which was following. And for us as artists, in our beginning stages, I would encourage you to imitate those that inspire you. Because there's something that you're seeing in yourself that that inspiration has, has awakened in you. But if you stop there, you'll get in trouble. Imitate them. The, was it the poet E.E. E. Cummins said, you know, steal, <laughs> steal from them. <laughs> But don't stop there. It's a learning tool like training wheels on a tricycle or like the little boy that has the plastic uh, lawnmower going behind his dad in the yard. But eventually he's got to get one whose engine cranks up, you know. And imitation for the sake of imitation is often um, just the plastic lawnmower, you know. But two different types of imitation. That, which is good, and it's based on relationship, like a mentor and an apprentice. Um, there's a familial family tie there. And then there's the one that we see in a Isaiah 14. The only person in Scripture that I see imitating was Lucifer. Isn't that fascinating? It said, I want, he said, I want to be like the Most High. That was his purpose. But it wasn't the likeness of a mentor and apprentice. It wasn't the likeness of a father to a son. It wasn't the likeness of this inspired me and therefore I want to produce. It was the imitation that said, I want to take the glory that's on you and make it work for me. It was based out of selfish ambition. And I, I want to suggest something to you now. I know that we all get inspired uh, by people, and I have my inspirations, and I have the people that, that um, really call me higher in my own art. 
But I want to um, really exhort you not to imitate or not to make it your aspiration to copy what's popular right now. Because if we're only copying what's popular currently, we're already behind the times. Prophetic art looks ahead and calls it into the, into the now. There is a holy individuality that he has called you to walk in. And that doesn't mean we try to go be original and weird for the sake of being original and weird. We're weird enough without trying. <laughs> he said in Peter that we're a peculiar people. So <laughs> you have permission to be who God has created you to be. And that might sound simple, but I want to say it again. You have permission to be who God created you to be.